Uh, turn over to me, please, uh, Luke 16 and verse 14. Luke 16 and verse 14. And when the Pharisees, and the Pharisees also who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. In uh, Matthew 11, it says, uh, uh, regarding the same passage, um, from the days, of, this is verse uh, 12 of Matthew 11, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Here we have presseth into it. The greatest hindrance that the Lord saw for the people of Israel was the religion of the Jews, that which they had taken from God and substituted the traditions of men for the commandments of God. And this religion had a stranglehold upon the people. It affected every area and detail of their lives every day. There was nothing like going to church on Sunday and Wednesday night. This was a religion that affected every detail of every part of your life. And it was something that was twisted and man-made. And the Lord says that in order to come into the kingdom of God, you've got to press into it. There's obstacles you have to overcome. Uh, violent men take it by force. What an expression to connect violence with faith. Who thinks of violence and faith? Now, we're not talking about physical violence, but we're talking about a violence that would allow a person to get past this stifling religious system of thought that would allow them to come into the kingdom of God. John the Baptist, as the Lord had been uh, speaking uh, in, in relation to John uh, uh, verse 16, the law and the prophets until John, John came preaching repentance. He opened the door, as it were. He pressed violently and opened the door that uh, Israel might uh, uh, come into the kingdom of God. But it's, uh, um, it's a statement that is so important that faith is not just a matter of believing. It's a matter of overcoming 
there is always overcoming in relation to faith. The the Lord Lord used that word uh, overcomer in relation to the church and uh, those that would be faithful uh, in the church in the book of Revelation, the first uh, chapters two and three, he that overcometh. So there's an overcoming that must take place. And uh, I thought, you know, you just turn the page and you come to, uh, well, you have to turn two pages, actually. You come to chapter 19. Chapter 18 first. And the Lord was coming to Jericho, right? The city of sweet fragrance. The first city that Israel, when they crossed the Jordan River, when Israel came into the promised land, that they had to fight. Pictures the world. And uh, it, it, it suggests itself as a sweet fragrance, but it is really a trap. And it's it's devilish. And so... When the Lord comes to Jericho in chapter 18 of verse 35, came to pass as he was come near unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging and hearing the multitude pass by, ask what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And what did he do? He wanted to enter the kingdom of God. And so he's pressing in. He's a violent man taking the kingdom violently. He cried out in verse 38, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And here it is. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more. You know, this is, Reminiscent of that woman in Matthew 15, that when the Lord wouldn't answer her, the disciples wanted to send her away. They had no compassion whatsoever for her, that she continued on. She would not leave because, as Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? She had an issue. There was no place else she could go. She's not going to leave. She's not going to become offended and walk away. Uh, he even refers to her as a little dog. He, She takes that place. She says, listen, I know I don't deserve a blessing. Really? That's the, that's the religion of the world that we have to break through. Everyone believes that we deserve a blessing, that we are number one. Secularism, you know, where man is first. And, and, and this woman takes the place where she says it's all of grace. I don't deserve a blessing. <laughs> Boy, I think, you know, we as Christians need to remember that instead of being offended, disillusioned, discouraged when things, you know, the heavens seem to be closed and God's not answering our prayer. <laughs> I mean, that woman, she literally faced that. Jesus would not talk to her. It wasn't because he was against her at all. It's because he was seeing whether or not she's going to press in to the kingdom. And and finally, uh, you know, uh, he looks upon her, and, and again, we believe, smiling, and says, woman, great is thy faith. You know, he said that of that, that centurion, that Roman as well. You know, the, the Jewish people, they're, they're captured by their religion. 
And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be religion of God. It can be the religion, you know, of evolution. It can be evolution, uh, the, the uh, religion of climate change. What, what, whatever, you know, what we call woke or use the expression idea you have, there's nothing woke about it. I mean, it goes back to the powers of darkness in the beginning. But whatever you believe uh, so strongly that it becomes, you know, your religious thought, you're bound by it, you know. In Christianity, it says if Christ sets you free, you, if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. I mean, the only way to be free is to, to know the Lord. And so here, uh, Bartimaeus doesn't mention his name here, but uh, but he cries out all the more because he had listened to men in his blindness, in his darkness. He had listened to men all his life, you know, uh, 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 carelessly mocking him, caring not for him. You know, he's a beggar on the roadside and he wasn't about to listen to him now because this is his opportunity. You know, pass me not, oh gentle Savior. And he stood and, and, and uh, he, uh, he cried out the more, but he cried out the much the more. <laughs> I like that, it's 39. But he cried so much the more. The son of David, have mercy on me. And here's that beautiful expression and jesus stood uh, i believe uh mark says and jesus stood still in other words yeah. that you know in all the clamor and all the chaos of the world around us there's a god that hears that's waiting yeah. you know to be called upon by that one that is 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 pressing in that is not going to let anything come between him and god and the blessing but you have to be convinced that you know the blessing is in God, and this is what why so many people uh they 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 come to Christ after they just like myself who have gone through all these uh carnal and worldly experiences and find that you're absolutely bankrupt, and then you know you 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 want to know the Lord because there's nothing else you tried these other things and and they're all you know, leave you with, with uh, uh, your pockets uh, like with holes in them. You, you end up with nothing. And so he, he cries the more and Jesus stood still. I mean, he, Jesus stood. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, he opened his eyes. And the first thing that Bartimaeus saw, he received a sight in verse 43. And, and uh, he, he saw the Lord. And uh, it, th this is, uh, if he had listened to people, if he'd have listened to men, he'd still be bl blind and begging. Yes. But he he pressed through, you know. He violently went through their objections, and uh, there he got the blessing uh, in a greater way than what we uh, read about here. And then in chapter nineteen, the Lord enters Jericho, and here is a man, Zacchaeus. And this is why I thought of this today. I mean, Zacchaeus for some reason came to my mind of the breaking of bread. You know, where you have the eternal God and then you have this other view of him as a man walking. And here's this little guy in a tree. And it's it's uh, uh, it's so profound. It challenges your mind that the infinite God is there walking in Jericho. He's got an appointment with Zacchaeus who's hiding in this sycamore tree. And he's a great man. Uh, a chief as far as the publicans and he was rich so as far as this world it, does, <laughs> it doesn't matter what your character is 
if you got a lot of money, you know, you uh, have a, uh, uh, are, you know, the, the, uh, American, uh, attitude is, you know, you, you've got it done. I mean, you're great. You're successful. You're what I want to be. So he's rich, but he's empty, right? He's bankrupt. <laughs> his pockets are full. His bank account's full, but he's bankrupt. I mean, the story of the world. It's, it's, what a tragedy. I mean, it's really a tragedy. I mean, to, uh, to see people, um, you know, that are, that are older. I mean, you know, you get to be in your seventies, hello. And you find, you see people that are living in the same way that they did when they were, you know, in their twenties. And you go, what in the world is wrong with you? You've had, you know, two, you know, two divorces, you know, your kids don't talk to you. I mean, you, what is wrong? Wake up. It's just so sorrowful. It's so sad, you know. And uh, so so here uh, he couldn't see the Lord Jesus. He's a short guy. Verse three sought to see Jesus, who he was, but he could not for the press. So once again, you have just like with with uh, the blind man, Zacchaeus, I mean, uh, uh, Bartimaeus. Or you have that woman that we mentioned in Luke seven, Matthew fifteen. Here is this crowd. Oh, what about the woman in uh, where is she? Luke sixteen, verse uh, no, not sixteen. Uh, the woman with an issue of blood. She's around here somewhere. In uh, she's in Luke eight. So in Luke eight, here is this woman in Luke eight and. Uh, Verse 43, a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. So you see, these people are bankrupt that come to Christ, right? I mean, whether it's that rich, you know, Zacchaeus, who's bankrupt in his soul, whether it's Bartimaeus, who's blind and a beggar and had no help from people. And here is this woman suffering for 12 years and, uh, spent all of her living upon physicians and couldn't be healed. And in fact, Mark says she got worse instead of better. She came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And in, in uh, 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 Mark 5, it says she came to him through the press. So there's a crowd all around him because that's the whole point of the disciples when uh, he says, who touched me? And the disciples, let me see if it's here. Well, it's it's not in this gospel. Oh, yeah, in verse 45, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee and sayest thou who touched me. <laughs> you know, it's a great thing whenever you read through the gospels to see how how the disciples just seem to be so lame. And, and uh, I mean, they're a picture of us. So, I mean, that's why you can laugh and not be laughing at them because you're laughing at yourself. But but uh, <laughs> when Peter and the disciples say, it's kind of like, is, is, is something wrong with you? There's people, you know, touching you all around. Well, what possibly do you mean? You know, I mean, it, it's, it's really, I mean, when you look through, there's a bunch of places I should take a list of it sometime where the disciples really are, are totally out of, 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 uh, uh, 
the thought process and 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 what the Lord Jesus is doing in that moment. So in any event, there's this crowd. She presses through. She gets the blessing. Uh, he will not allow her to go away without uh, uh, knowing that God is good and that God wanted to wants to bless her. She's not going to steal a blessing. I mean, the Lord's not going to allow that. I mean, he didn't have to heal her when she touched him. That was all grace. And and uh, and she she told him, let me see if it says it here. Uh, she told him all her. Uh, she declared unto him, this is verse 47, for all the people, what cause she had touched him. Uh, I believe it's in Mark 5 when it says she told him all of, of her, her story. I can't remember the exact words. But she, in front of everyone, she's telling the story of of the suffering she had gone through. And remember, you, you have at this same moment, you have Jairus who is about ready to, you know, wrap his arms around the Lord Jesus and drag him to his house because his daughter's dying, right? And here is this woman telling her story and Jairus is beside himself. But in any event, she presses through. I mean, this is the whole point where there's a real uh, recognition that only God can help me. You know, this is why, you know, when people, you know, even professed atheists when they're in situations of, of d terrible distress, you know, God help me because they realize only God can help them. And when you realize that in your soul, whether it's this woman, whether it's uh, 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 Bartimaeus, whether it's Zacchaeus here, that that is a great thing. And um, so going back to Zacchaeus, uh, he couldn't see him because of, of the press. Now, th this is so great what he does. It is so great because he's a respected man, you know, respected in the sense of because he's wealthy, as we said. And verse 4, and he ran, this is chapter 19, verse 4 of Luke, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. <laughs> oh, you know, you just, you know, if you saw any grown man, you know, climbing a tree, you would look to see where the little kids are around him that he's playing with, right? Because grown men don't, you know, climb trees, particularly in a parade, right? I mean, this is basically a parade going by. And so he climbs up into this tree to see him, for he, for he was to pass that way. And I love this, verse 5, when Jesus came to the place. Came to the place and he looked up. And I, and I just like to envision that, not that the Lord saw him at a distance in the tree, you know, that, you know, if he did, you, you can kind of see the Lord, you know, trying to cover up a smile as he's approaching. But I, I, I just see him as he's ministering and he comes right there and takes that step, that last step. And then all of a sudden he looks up. I mean, Zacchaeus is probably, you know, he's not very high in a tree, you know, probably. And he looks up and he's looking right at Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus, just like that woman, he's exposed. Just like that woman who the Lord said, who touched me. Now she's on the spot. And so here he is. He's he's on the spot. <laughs> and and then what is the Lord going to say? And again, who could wouldn't you just love to have a, a, a Kodak shot of the face of Jesus as Zacchaeus saw him as he looks you know, down upon the Lord's face, beautiful, beautiful smile as he tells him, 
Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. <laughs> what a what a wonderful thing. And, and that's why it came to me in the in the breaking of bread, was that for all of us there's a moment when the Lord, you know, finds us bankrupt, uh, he finds us trying to press through, you know, whatever it is that's the obstacle in front of us. In this case, you know, there's always a crowd, whatever they represent, whether it's a religion, whatever the religion that the crowd represents, you know, it doesn't have to be faith in God, as we said. But but the Lord comes and he says, you know, make haste. I'm going to your house. I'm going to your house for today. I must abide at thy house. That That's so wonderful. It's not Zacchaeus saying, Lord, come. Come to my home today. It's the Lord saying, Zacchaeus, I must abide in your house today. Why? Because later on he says, he gives a reason. Verse 10, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus, you're lost. You're wealthy, but you're bankrupt. And I must be at your house today. I must I must show you what real, what true riches are. I must be in your home. And, you know, you make the, the home your heart. And and uh, how wonderful when the Lord meets us. He's called us. He's seeking for us. He allows the obstacles to be there, just like with the woman in Matthew 15, to prove our faith. But ultimately, he's the one that came to seek and to save the lost. And uh, you, you just, it, it makes you so happy to see these people that would not be offended, that were not just on the religious outskirts of something, but they have a need, they have a conviction that only Christ can meet their need and they're not going to go away until they get to him. You know, may God grant us that kind of conviction to remain with us all of our Christian lives, just like Peter said, although, you know, he wandered later, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen.